Welcome back, Santiago Amigos, and welcome to episode nine of the Old Man and the CV podcast. Today is an absolutely packed episode, so let's get on with it. So we're delighted to be joined by Simon Long for this episode. Simon has a lifetime of commercial sales and marketing experience, working for organizations like Diageo, sports companies and TV companies. And he is now challenging ageism and championing age diversity in his role as growth director at 55 Redefined. Simon, welcome. Great to be here, Andy. So can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about what 55 Redefined's purpose is? Yeah, a couple of things, really. Our overall purpose is to add 10 productive working years to the average person's working life. Um, But in essence, what we're doing is championing the values of the over 50s and helping organisations attract, recruit, retain and retrain people like me. Perfect. So what are you seeing as some of those key skills and behaviours that you resonate with when you're talking to these organisations? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing to say is organisations have got, in general, a massive talent shortage. Um, There just simply aren't enough talented folk out there to fill, uh, or rather there are, but they're not able to fill the vacancies. And so there's a reappraisal going on of the skills that uh, companies value most. And they tend to be, when you're over 50, life skills, such as some of the softer experience, some of the wisdom, some of the natural things that are associated with just getting older and being around the block a little bit more. Uh, The ability to Um, communicate effectively with colleagues and customers and to mirror the customer base. Um, We're all normal, aren't we, human beings? And we prefer often to see someone like us on the other side of the till or in the shopping uh, aisle rather than somebody 30, 40 years younger than us. So um, the skills in general are about uh, acquired life and work skills. Uh, Although I would emphasize it's very much in the context of a multi-generational workplace rather than people expressly looking for only over 50s. It's the best blend of youth and experience that counts. We've got about 16 million people now who are aged between 50 and 69, and that's about 25% of the UK population. We've got uh, 15,000 who are 100 plus. We're living longer, and there's an economic and financial cost to that too. Yes. The demographics are changing, and we are sleepwalking into a major challenge with this rapidly changing demographic. Mm. Um, That challenge is now, but it's going to hit us enormously in 2030. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned stats, because at the end of the day, um, evidence is what counts when you're talking to the CEO or the CFO of an organisation. It's all about data, and the data is incontrovertible. Uh, We know, for example, that over the last 100 years, 30 healthy years on average have been added to each of our lives. Can you believe that? We're living 30 healthy years longer than our predecessors. Uh, On top of that, some of the stats are quite shocking, uh, notably that in just two years' time, uh, over 50% of our workforce in the UK will be aged over 50. Uh, So, And then for 2050, um, we're expecting the working age population um, to, would you believe it, 
uh, grow, no, sorry, shrink by 25%. And yet the over 50s element of that working population will grow by 40%. So we're seeing a polarization of numbers at a time of, of diminishing fertility rates, um, changing lifestyle post-COVID, um, people flitting between jobs amongst the younger generation far more than their older counterparts. Um, and on top of that, we're seeing this perfect storm of a cost of living crisis, pensions that aren't fit for purpose. We're all living longer um, and people are either leaving work because of COVID and the change in lifestyle or they're unretiring either because they got bored <laughs> or because they need to work. So there are many different uh, conflicting dynamics that are reshaping the tectonics, if you like, of the workplace and the society that we have been brought up in. So that's a really interesting point. I know that you have thoughts around when you're dealing with the enterprise organisations about this change in demographic and the skills shortage, that there's a need to update their thinking because, as you say, without an age strategy, they have no growth strategy. Yes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, again, the numbers don't lie. Um, unless we do something now to arrest the loss of knowledge and experience um, that has been driven either by people retiring post-COVID or by people choosing... Um, to take a different path in their lives, or alternatively, because half of those people furloughed and made redundant during COVID were over 50, unless something is done to arrest this exodus, then we are going to find ourselves simply without enough talented folk to do the jobs that are required and to create the productive economic environment that we need. Um, so there needs to be a fundamental rethink. And that's, I think, about a number of factors. One is um, awareness. Um, there's not enough awareness about age diversity and inclusion. There's not enough awareness about ageism as a phenomenon. And in many ways, ageism is perhaps the last ism, uh, the last prejudice that hasn't really been understood or addressed. So if we can address that proactively, we should be able to future-proof our workforce and better reflect the society that we all aspire to live in, which is an integrated one of different ages, different uh, genders and backgrounds and persuasions and attitudes and behaviours in a melting pot that reflects the society that we want to live in. But now a quick word from our sponsors, Quick Brown Fox PR. They leverage their unique blend of journalistic experience and cross-industry learnings to enable them to focus on lighting up your brand. So if you need a nimble, agile and dynamic agency that jumps over those lazy dogs of PR, then get in touch with Quick Brown Fox today and light up your brand, whatever your industry. Uh, we're working with organisations who are, for example, um, being age accredited um, and signing up to charters that, that, so they can demonstrate their commitment rather than tick boxes and, and give out platitudes. We're not about tokenism. We're about hard-nosed solutions to fundamentally re-engineer the way in which the workforce um, is structured and the way we integrate people of different ages. So do you think this is going to be driven by the enterprise but underpinned by government policy and strategy? Because we had the budget four or five weeks ago. Have, have you seen 
know, an uplift in interest from some of the companies that you're talking to? Yeah, I mean, it's been an explosion of interest, uh, to be totally honest. I think a combination of uh, the rebooting, the reframing of society post-COVID, the economic pressures that we face, the rethinking about value systems with some of the macroeconomic events and political events that have been going on have forced a massive reappraisal. What the budget did was put into sharp relief the importance of the over 50s at a time of economic downturn and talent loss. So um, the budget has led to significant interest. Um, there are other elements such as the new childcare provision. And uh, clearly that's a good way of affording perhaps people who wouldn't normally be able to come back into work, returners, parents, for example, to get back onto the work um, bandwagon, if you like, get back and be gainfully and productively employed. So um, the measures around pensions, the measures around childcare, the measures around incentivizing organizations to actively recruit over 50s are all going to help um, mobilize a movement around an age inclusive society. And, and I guess I'm not an economist, but I'm guessing when you talked about childcare vouchers, etc., you think, well, why is that relevant to the over 50s? But actually, what it means is that if those parents are getting back into work, it means that a they are releasing possibly their parents from child caring yes. responsibilities yes. so they can get back into yeah. work too. You're absolutely right. We, we did a survey uh, last year of 4,000 um, over 50s nationally representative. And um, it was maybe surprising to hear what the main conclusion was. What is the main thing that is motivating or, or the opposite, the over 50s, to get into work? And flexibility was the key conclusion that those employees who recognize that over 50s have got different competing pressures on them um, in terms of health, in terms of uh, family, in terms of purpose, and the increased desire to do things that are more fulfilling and purpose-led, um, unless employees wake up to that, they won't be able to access this hidden reservoir of latent talent. Um, so the trick is to introduce things as you're alluding to, such as grand parental leave, um, flexible hours, um, condensed hours over the course of, the, of a week, perhaps part-time role as well as, as uh, full-time, voluntary opportunities as well. So that the point here is that um, there is a real need to re-engineer the way in which we uh, address the over 50s and attract them into the workplace in such a way that they feel cared for, that they feel um, trained and developed and reskilled. Uh, so we know that, for example, one of the key motivations is that people will come out of retirement if they um, are going to be reskilled and retrained. By the same token, 89% of people uh, that we interviewed are prepared to take a pay cut in order to get a job that motivates them and makes them feel good and productive citizens. So, yes, there are a lot of different uh, motivations at play. Yeah, and I think um, finding a purpose is a very common thread that has run through all the episodes so far. Um, yeah. Before I talk about 55 Redefined and how you're helping candidates too, what, what would be a key message that you'd like our listeners to take out of this particular podcast? That's a good question. I think it would be to reflect on the fact that age is the one common denominator that affects all of us through life. The way we age is a rite of passage for every one of us, irrespective of the number of years on our clock. And if you're not over 50 now, 
you will be one day. So I would encourage folk to think about um, parents, grandparents, younger and older folk in the context of what is a multi-generational and fast-changing world. Um, we now have people who are employing five generations of people in the same company. So we need to just rethink and challenge the stereotypes of aging, the stereotypes of what we are capable of doing when we're over 50. Being over 50 does not mean you're over the hill. It does not mean that you're on the slag heap. We can learn, we can reskill, and we have masses of lived experience that we can contribute. At the end of the day, when one of us over 50 leaves an organization, I liken it to a library being burnt down or to the hard drive of a laptop being ripped out. So let's find a way of marrying the best of youth and experience. That is a fantastic summary. Thank you, Simon. Um, now, 55 Redefined also help with candidates. I believe you've got a job board. Um, yeah. So, so what I'll do, as per normal listeners, um, I will put Simon's details and 55 Redefined's details into the episode notes so you can reach out to Simon or the organisation there. Simon, I'd love you to come back and dive into some of those subjects in a little bit more detail at a later date if you are willing of course thank you in the meantime thank you so much for joining the old man and the cv podcast thank you andy and thanks to everybody listening unfortunately we've had such a packed episode that we've had to drop the dead donkey so no time for the dad joke or the word of the week Just time for the credits for the music intro and the idents and we go over Molly Wand. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos. <laughs>